Hey people, welcome back to the Asian Madness Podcast bonus episode. It's been a while since I did any bonus episodes, and I must apologize for that. But hey, I bet many of you did not know that today, February 4th, is actually Lunar New Year's Eve, or also known as Chinese New Year's Eve. It's a huge holiday in the Chinese communities all over the world, or countries that have Chinese culture. For example, China, duh, Taiwan, Hong Kong, etc. This new year is based off the lunar calendar, so the dates differ every single year. So I basically have an entire week off because of holidays, but that doesn't mean I slack off. While I wanted to release a Chinese New Year's episode last year, I never got around to it because I was so self conscious I would come off boring you guys to pieces. But this year, I'm slightly more confident, and I recently heard of a case that has ties to Chinese New Year. So, there. Allow me to grace your timeline and podcast app with this bonus murder episode. This case happened last year, and it's actually still ongoing. So, here goes. This is not one of those typical murder cases. Well, yes, it probably is, since people die. But the motive behind it is slightly different from all those others that we've looked into so far. But before we get into the actual case, we have to first travel all the way back to August of 1996. This takes place in a city called Hanzhong City, in the province of Shanxi, in China. If you plug the city and province into the map, it's almost literally right in the center of China. It's rather rural and they mostly rely on farming, tourism, and mining. Okay, just basic background info. So, what happened on this day in 1996? For some unknown reason, a woman, we will call her Mrs. Chang, had gotten into a heated argument with her next door neighbor, which eventually led to a physical fight. According to witness accounts, Mrs. Chang had started the dispute by spitting into the neighbor's face. Hmm. The neighbor's son, who was around 18 years old at the time, whom I will refer to as Wang from now on, heard the commotion and quickly ran over and joined in. Mrs. Chang allegedly hit him twice on the face with an iron bar, and the teen picked up a wooden stick and slammed it across her head. This turned out to be a fatal blow, as Mrs. Chang fell to the floor and died that very night at around 10 p.m. Because the teenager who hit her was, well, a minor, he was only sentenced to seven years in prison, but was released only three years later. In a sense, Mrs. Chang started the incident, and she also did hit him, so that also explains the relatively light sentence. The family of the teen, the Wangs, also had to pay the Chang family a total of about a thousand and some US dollars as compensation. Yeah, not very much, I know, but at the time and at that place, it was probably a good chunk of money, and it was the amount directed by the court. After the teen was released from prison, life continued on for his family like nothing happened. So that was that. And although that separate event was over, the actual chain of events was actually not over. 
Mrs. Chang, the victim from that day in 1996, had a family. She also had children. One of her kids, her son, who was born in January of 1983, was 13 years old at the time. Now fast forward 23 years, it is 2018. Chinese New Year in 2018 fell on February 16th, making February 15th, as in the day before, Chinese New Year's Eve. A couple days before the holidays, the son whom I will refer to as Chang, now 35, had returned home for the holidays and discovered that his next-door neighbors, including the man that killed his mother, would also be around for Chinese New Year. As soon as he heard the news, a type of rage that he never knew existed began to grow inside of him. If it had to be put into words, and in English, it would probably be something along the lines of, ah, revenge is a dish best served cold, or something like that. So, revenge. That's a relatively understandable motive, as in compared to those that say, I want to kill because killing random people is sexually gratifying. Okay, I know, killing is wrong, period. But I can't say that the motive doesn't change how you view the case and the people involved. After finding out his arch nemesis will be around for the holidays, Chang went out and purchased a knife. He lurked around the neighborhood with a knife and glass bottles filled with gasoline, waiting for the Wang family to return home for the evening, or more specifically, waiting for the son that was convicted of his mother's murder. As soon as he saw him and his brother walking along the neighborhood, he began to follow them, and before they reached their house, he sprung into action. First, he began stabbing Wang, and after inflicting enough injury, he turned and began attacking Wang's brother and stabbed him until he was no longer moving. He then returned to Wang and continued to stab him until he made sure he was dead. After killing the two brothers, he headed into the Wang home and stabbed their father. Three men stabbed to death. His work was almost done. He then broke the windows of the Wang family vehicle, threw the two gasoline-filled bottles into the car, and lit it on fire. I'm not exactly sure why he did this, but he thought it was necessary at the time. Chang supposedly declared victory, then turned and ran away because he knew he was in big trouble. Like I said, the motive behind these murders was a bit different from what we usually hear about, so in a sense, the murderer probably does not get off from killing in general. To kind of prove this point, Chang, after being on the run for two days, turned himself in two days later on February 17th. As soon as the news broke out, people began to dig up the old case from 23 years ago. More details were later on revealed about what happened that night when Chang's mother was killed. According to other family members and witnesses, the person that delivered the fatal blow was actually not the 18-year-old, but his older brother, and some others say it was the father. So, who killed her? Nobody really knows. Either way, it was a youngest son that was sent to jail for this, maybe because they knew he was a minor and would get released fairly quickly. This is really difficult to prove, and it's really all hearsay. But, well, it's something. Also, 
Her 13-year-old son also happened to have witnessed the entire ordeal, from her getting into the fight, to her getting hit over the head, and to her bleeding on the ground. I can only imagine what was going on through his young brain, and how this event may have traumatized or changed him. After his mother's death, the family barely received any financial compensation and were living in poverty. Although Chang was a good student and received good grades, he eventually dropped out because of his family's financial problems. He then decided to join the army in northwest China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, and after beginning his military career, he was asked why he joined the military. His response was, I want to get stronger so I can avenge my mother's death. A few years later, he left the army and began working here and there and all over China. He finally returned home to Hangzhou City in December of 2017. And a couple months later, well, he went after his dreams. Let's now take a look at his trial. Obviously, everyone knew it was him, and he also admitted to his crimes. Chang was arrested and charged with three counts of murder and for destroying property, as in the car. During the first hearing on November of 2018, Chang asked the court to live stream the trial, and if they did not allow this, he would remain silent and not answer any questions. Hmm, making demands. At the second hearing in December of 2018, the court agreed that they would do a form of live update of the trial with photos and descriptions on the main Chinese social media platform called Weibo. Remember, Weibo is a big deal in China. It's the same social media platform I mentioned in the Lin Jun episode. So, his first trial was set to January 8th, as in earlier this year. Yeah, super recent. He was convicted of murder in the first degree, and not very shockingly, he was sentenced to death. Chang was deemed to be sane and not mentally ill during the murders, and did not receive any leniency. Though his lawyers tried to argue the revenge angle and how his mother's death had traumatically affected him. According to Chang's lawyers, he explained that the boy was too young to understand, and after such an event, he never received any counseling and society just abandoned him, which led him to harbor a lot of anger and become depressed. In a sense, this is kind of true, but then again, he knew what he was doing. If someone killing his mother was wrong, then someone else getting killed should be equally wrong. I don't know, killing three people in one go does seem a bit of an overkill. The good thing is that Chang did not try to talk his way out of his responsibilities, but he did admit that he was acting on impulse because the sight of his neighbors just set him off. He accepted the outcome with no complaints. There will probably be a second trial, and when there's an outcome, I will update you guys. So of course, it's 2019, the internet is very conflicted when it comes to this case. Like I said, killing is wrong, but the Chang family never received justice for the death of Mrs. Chang. The police never fully followed up, kind of got the investigation over with, locked the supposed killer away for three years, and the compensation fees the Chang family received barely covered the funeral costs. 
Society, like the lawyer explained, abandoned the victims. Some people thought it was understandable that Chang murdered his neighbors and referred to him as a hero and a justice warrior. Then there are those who believe that murder is wrong and this was unnecessary. What do you think? Were the murders justified? Do you think he should have received a death penalty? Since there is a second trial, the outcome might change. But then again, it's China, so I find that rather unlikely. Chang's father does hope that his son will not be executed, as he was at one point expecting his son to take care of him now that he is old. Don't know if you guys remember, but traditional culture values are like that. In a sense, children repay by taking care of their parents. And this is also expected from the parents. They want to live with their adult children, even if the kids are married. This might still be very mainstream in more rural areas, but less so in bigger cities. There was a case where a parent sued their adult children for not providing sufficient care for them. And by sufficient care, I mean money. I'm pretty sure the parent won that case. I don't like to think of it as something I owe my parents, but rather something I want to do for them. Does that make sense? So there you have it. The revenge murder committed by a rather impulsive and depressed man. Maybe if he never returned home and never saw his neighbors again, all this could have been avoided. I don't know if he can taste revenge, and if he could, I wonder if it tastes sweet or bitter. Justice may not always be served the way we want it to, but it's generally not a good idea to take matters into your own hands. Please stay safe, and hey, happy Chinese New Year! It's the year of the pig, so congrats to all you piggies out there. Till next time.